Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. The Rifleman Radio Show is a project of the Appleseed Program, which is sponsored by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. We're the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, and the Appleseed Project is dedicated to teaching the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the nation. And at the same time, making sure folks understand what it means to be an American, what the obligations uh, you're invested with, whatever you carry that title, American. We tell folks about the men and women who came before them, who stood together in ranks in uh, Lexington at the North Bridge in Concord and along Battle Road back to Boston, a, a rich, exciting history of America's birth date on April 19, 1775. We give them this history while they're at the events uh, to get them started on understanding what it means to be an American. <clears throat> so thanks everybody for tuning in this evening. And uh, we've got a, I, I, what I feel like is going to be a great show tonight as, uh, as we usually do. And, and thanks once again to everyone for <coughs> making the Rifleman radio show uh, the number one radio show in its slot, uh, week after week, month after month, year after year. Uh, we're coming up on 100 episodes, and in those 100 episodes, and by the way, just so you know, it's 100 episodes, uh, four hours uh, at a time. 
the show is only two hours, but it takes me at a minimum of two hours, uh, additional two hours to get the show set up. That is 400 hours. That's 10 40-hour work weeks in two years. So, uh, so there's no small effort on this side, and then no small effort on the side of you guys who come together and help make the show uh, the great show that it is. We've got a great group of instructors in the online chat. Uh, they're there every week, week after week, helping the folks uh, who come into the show, steering them in the right direction, answering questions. Uh, a lot of great folks calling into the show. And uh, it just uh, it has been a real success, which is, has made me very happy. The, the original purpose of the radio show was uh, I was just trying to find some way uh, like a like a conference call thing, you know, where we could get information out uh, to instructors, uh, and, uh, and it's kind of turned into something bigger than that, which is uh, is really a blessing in disguise, and uh, it's a great way for the for the folks involved in the program uh, to, to get a chance to hear what's going on in the program and to be able to socialize with each other at the same time. Uh, I've spent the last uh, ten days out and about in New York State. And uh, I want to tell you guys that uh, it's never a surprise to me, really. Uh, it's always a surprise, and it's never a surprise. Whenever I go to another place in the United States and I meet with the folks involved in the Appleseed Project, uh, when I see the, the high caliber uh, of the instructors and then also of the people, who attend these events? It's just uh, it's just an absolute blessing, and uh, and it makes me it reaffirms in me the belief that that we're not uh, it's not a done deal, we're not a complete uh, a complete disaster. Uh, you think that, and you you would get that idea from listening to uh, current events, to the news. Uh, to all of the crazy stuff that's going on in our nation and around the world right now. But then you get out to the people, and let me remind you, as I do often on the program, is that the people are the government of this nation. That says that very plainly. We, the people of these United States, in order to form a more perfect union, that the people, the great folks of the nation, are still out there. And this was uh, reaffirmed to me in the last uh, two weekends by uh, going to the shoot in Troop, New York. Now, Ed, B9 on the forum, Ed uh, shoot bossed that event. We had a lot of great uh, instructors there <clears throat> and then a good crowd of shooters, uh, a lot of first-time shooters, uh, and then a lot of folks who I would call it Appleseed Friends, folks who come to the events, and uh, they've been there before because a couple of the folks that I saw at the event, I saw, I originally met two years ago when I did the first shooting troop, and uh, and they're still coming. They're still involved in the program. They haven't uh, become instructors, but I guarantee you they're spreading the word because they brought new folks with them. It was a great shoot in troop. It's an absolutely beautiful location. It's a tiny hole-in-the-wall range, but it's absolutely beautiful, uh, hidden away out in the middle of nowhere. 
uh, a beautiful range, and Ed just turned in an excellent performance as shoot boss. I got to tell you that uh, that Ed, the rest of all the folks in New York, I'm so proud of the the work that they're doing in New York, uh, and you don't hear very much uh, about New York. You know, New York isn't like on the front page in the Apple Project. New York isn't on the front page. Uh, as far as uh, you know, news stopping events. But what they are doing is they're they're churning out uh, shoots day in day out, and they're working uh, their program uh, just uh, in the best fashion possible there in New York. Uh, I ended up uh, then in the Adirondacks, and I believe I've got a new shoot location set up in a place called Otter Lake in the Adirondacks. And uh, part of that, of course, was very personal uh, reasons is I would love to do a shoot in the Adirondacks, one where I could get off of the, the firing line and then go jump and go swimming afterwards in, in such a beautiful location. And then at the end of that week, I ended up at uh, Burlington Flats with Sergeant Rock and his crew. And uh, that was another excellent shoot. We had a great group of instructors there. I got to meet the... Uh, uh, Stoner, who was Sergeant Rock, and also uh, uh, Mark Arnspacher, uh, who is a, a dangerous old man on the ADOM on the forum. Uh, Spanner, absolutely great instructor. Uh, uh, just uh, and a lot of new IITs, uh, including the uh, the latest addition to the New York crew, which was a young lady who had just turned 15, uh, Brianna, uh, and her whole family. Who are shooting there? She's a new Appleseed instructor, and once again, it was an absolutely beautiful location. Uh, I mean, well worth well worth going just for the uh, for the views, uh, let alone the Appleseed instruction. And then the folks who showed up there. Once again, you know, when a lot of folks think about New York, uh, especially me, when I first started thinking about New York, uh, I'm thinking about. Oh, you know, great. Well, here's a here's a state Philip with a bunch of folks, and they all look like Joan Jett and Robert De Niro, uh, wearing uh, black leather jackets and uh, cigar or cigar or cigarette hanging out of their mouth, and they're they're looking at you, saying, "What are you looking at?" And I and I'm sure that they are in some places, but uh, the folks uh, that you meet at the events are just absolutely great. Oh, let me mention too, I don't want to forget, but Josie Wales is doing a great job there in New York too. Doing he uh did a uh a trifold uh for the Apple Sea project, which is absolutely great. And he he's working his program. He's doing a great job. And I enjoy uh, Josie Wales company and I enjoy listening to him talk about the Apple Seed Project, and to instruct. So I was very, very happy with uh, with those two events in New York. And uh, I'm headed on, I'm on the way home now. I'm actually in Ohio tonight. I'm not sure where. I believe I'm somewhere uh, somewhere outside of Columbus. I'm doing this show tonight uh, in the hotel room here. And headed back to a shoot this next week in Texas at the, the villa, and then the weekend after that, the Texas folks are having a Texas-wide gathering at Bastrop State Park, and uh, we're going to be putting all our heads together, 
to develop the new Texas uh, game plan uh, because the boss has asked us to add a few more shoots uh, in between now and December for Texas. I believe the number he listed was around 55 for Texas. And, uh, and we're going to do our best to put as many of those 55 locations on the board between now and December as we can. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's get started tonight with the upcoming events. Uh, I'll give you the, the list of the upcoming events here, minus the 55 that uh, we're supposed to add to Texas. <clears throat> and, uh, and then I'll end that up with the, uh, with the list that I got from Hawk, uh, a little bit, a little while ago, which are the ones that are sold out. So listen up real close because if you think you can wait till the last minute to walk onto an apple seed and get on the lawn, <clears throat> you might want to think again because the last thing you want to do is get to an apple seed event with your brand new shiny rifle with your teachable attitude and uh, with a desire to improve your rifle marksmanship skills while at the same time learning what it means to be an American. Then you better take note of this. That is, if you want to make sure you've got a place on the line, you better get pre-registered. And, and how would you do that? How would you make sure you had a place on the line at the location you wanted to attend? Well, listen up because I'm going to tell you right now. You go to rwva.org, rwva.org. That's the homepage for the Appleseed Project. On the homepage, you'll come to a list of tabs. One of those tabs at the top will say Appleseed. Put your cursor on the Appleseed tab, and it'll give a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, click on Schedule. That will take you to the Appleseed schedule. Now, listen, there's a plenty of other tabs on there, too. This is uh, a one-stop shopping page for the Appleseed project. Uh, under uh, the Appleseed tab, you also have uh, why April 19th, why come to an event, how to prepare for an event, what locations we have, the frequently asked questions, uh, how to host an Appleseed event, the women of Appleseed, uh, then you go over to boot camps, you'll find out the general info on boot camps, what they are, what they mean, the schedule, what to bring to a boot camp, how to register for one. Uh, they frequently ask questions about boot camps, but the registration tab still lets you to uh, registration, do your registration online, or if you simply must, by mail. Uh, there's also a tab listing the instructors, who they are, uh, a little bit about them, the bio, biographies of them. There's also a tab that speaks about donations. If you'd like to donate to a good cause, one where you know every penny is going to get to its uh, designated location, Appleseed is just the place for you to do that. You can donate to the Appleseed Project. And we also we actually have a, a benefactor uh, who's following the Appleseed Project. And he has agreed to match the donations one-to-one. -one. You put in a buck, he puts in a buck. That makes your buck two bucks. You put in a 10 spot, he puts in a 10 spot. That makes you a donor of 20 bucks to the program. You can't beat that, and you know your money's going to a great place. 
there's also an RWVA links, which talks about the RWVA store. That's where you can find the forum. If you want to get on the forum and, uh, and speak to other folks about the program, that's where you'll access that. There is an RWVA blog. That's where, uh, that's where we write about more stuff than what you would just find on the forum. Uh, there's a link to the radio station here. There's also a, uh, a tab for the latest news about what's happening in the Apple Feed program. Whenever there's something new that's, uh, that's coming out, if you click there on the home page, you'll get it first. And then there's an email tab. If you want to send a general email to the program, you can do it from there. Or you can actually go to a state-by-state state email list. If you want to talk to a specific state, all you have to do is go to the email tab, click on that, and it will let you... Uh, access the specific state if you'd like to, uh, or it will let you uh, send a general email to the program. <clears throat> All right, so now you know. When I give you this list of locations, dates, etc., events, you know how to go and get uh, registered for it. And that's awfully important. As I said, you want to make sure that you have a place on because it's no longer a guarantee. So you want to make sure you have a place on the line. And then also, there's another hot link right beside the registration link there for the uh, event. That's information. You want to find out uh, the specific information for that shoot. Then you go to the hot link, the blue hot link, just to the right of the shoot location and date. And it'll tell you the specific information, where it's going to be held, how to get there, uh, if there's camping or not, if there's food, hotels, etc., who to contact for that specific event. And then once again, the registration. And that's important to us uh, for several reasons. It's important to you to make sure that you've got a place on the line. It's important to the program because we're not just doing one or two shoots a weekend anymore. We're doing a lot of shoots at the same time all across the nation. And we need to know who's going where so we'll know who to send where. Uh, if we've got 45 folks in uh, in a Illinois location, we need to know uh, we need to know that so we can send the right amount of instructors, and those instructors uh, have to know so they can go by whatever it takes. If they need to get the airline flights, uh, hotel reservations, rental cars, how much gear we need to send to the folks there at the shoot, etc. So pre-registration helps uh, you, and it helps us. All right, this coming weekend. The July 24th, 25th weekend starts out in Boaz, Kentucky, followed by Calverton, New York, Danville, Illinois, Davila, Texas, Duluth, Minnesota, Durand, Illinois, El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas. That's the indoor shoot I've been telling you about. we got a couple of great instructors heading out there, uh, Andrew and Lauren LaCren, Double uh, L and Star Fox on the forum. They're going to be heading out there to do their first uh, uh, shoot boss uh, event at the El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas. And it's an indoor location, which means if you're tired of the heat, the dust, uh, and everything out there in West Texas, uh, uh, southeastern New Mexico, anywhere out there, and you say, you know, I'd like to go to a shoot, but uh, I'm tired of the heat. Well, this is the place to go. It's an indoor, climate-controlled, absolutely spotless location. 
I mean, it's like they like they got out the white gloves and cleaned the place up there. Johnny Eoff runs this place out in West Texas, and uh, it's an absolutely great location. The only thing is, there's only 20 spots. So if you're going to go and make sure you got a place on the line, you got to pre-register. I don't know if they even have any open anymore or not. Uh, Hawk didn't send it to me as a closed shoot, so they must have at least one or two places open. <clears throat> but it's a, a very nice indoor location. Uh, baffles in between each shooter. Uh, so if you're looking for an indoor location, climate controlled, El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas, this coming weekend is the spot for you. Continuing on, we have Gibsonburg, Ohio, Glen Helen, California, Hastings, Nebraska, Kingman, Arizona, Lodi, Wisconsin, Mayaka City, Florida, Riley, Indiana, and Sioux Falls, South Dakota, all for the July 24th, 25th weekend. That takes us to the July 31st and 1st weekend, which begins in Castle Rock, Washington, followed by Cedar City, Utah, Colebrook, Connecticut, Elk River, Minnesota, Enfield, New Hampshire, Farragut, Iowa, Fresno, California, Fernando County, Florida, Humansville, Missouri, Mobile, Alabama, Humansville, Missouri. Uh, I would like to find out how they got that name. That's a very unique name, Humansville. I suppose nearby there must be other villes, but uh, Humansville, Missouri, July 31st and 1st. Mobile, Alabama, July 31st, 1st. Racine, Wisconsin. Ramser, North Carolina. Ramser is the home range for the Appleseed program. That is the uh, the range we all make our pilgrimages to at one point or another uh, in the program. Absolutely beautiful range there also. Uh, you're in the hills uh, right outside of Ramser, and the range is tucked into a little valley. There. So when you get at the top of the actual distance range, uh, you first look down into a valley, and then it rises back up out of that. You can shoot all the way out to 500. And if you talk to a 762 Barbecue or uh, uh, one of the other folks there, uh, you can talk them into setting up the pop-ups for the actual distance. And uh, it's just an absolutely beautiful range. And that's where it all started. <clears throat> all right, the same weekend, July 31st and 1st, we finish up with Salem, Ohio, Santa Barbara, California, and Waterman, Illinois. Now, you guys know that we have the big Waterman shoot coming up uh, here in the near future. Uh, we're going to be setting a record with over 300 folks uh, on the same line there. <clears throat> so be sure and mark that on your calendars and uh, and seek out the information for that shoot. Get registered. Uh, get your buddies registered because uh, it's going to be a historical event. All right, now the month of August, starting in August 7th and 8th, it will begin in Azusa, California, followed by Carrollton, Kentucky, Chickasha, Oklahoma, Dundee, Michigan, Miamisburg, Ohio, New Lisbon, Wisconsin, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Osage, Wyoming, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, Bennington, Vermont, starts the August 14th and 15th weekend. That will be followed by Columbiana, Alabama, Escondido, California, Eureka, Kansas, now, Eureka 
just finished up a rifleman's boot camp uh, with an apple seed at the end of it. And I talked to uh, to Pop uh, about this today, and he said that uh, the folks out there did a great job. Uh, the guy, Dinky, uh, I believe there was a whole host of instructors out there along with Pop and with the folks who attended the event. And I'll tell you that uh, if you are going to become an apple seed instructor, the very best thing you can do is to start your path off with a rifleman boot camp. It'll give you the jump on everything else. You can go to an IVC and you can go to uh, a couple of events, shoot the rifleman standards, and then ask for a hat and begin your path uh, uh, to becoming a red hat on the trail. You can do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people do it, and it turns out just great. I'm just telling you, if you want to get a jump on that, the best thing to do is to uh, cram a lot of the information down your throat in the eight days that make up a rifleman's boot camp. That's what you're going to need to do to give yourself a, a jump start on it. All right, the same week in August 14th and 15th uh, continues with Gunnison slash Lost Canyon, Colorado, followed by Hinkley, Minnesota, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Lima, Ohio, May Hill, New Mexico, Osage, Be Osage Beach, Missouri, Stark, Florida, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Waco, Georgia, Cloverdale, Indiana, Davila, Texas. I'll be doing that one uh, at Davila. Evansville, Indiana, Grand Island, Nebraska. Let's see. I just slid over into the August 21st, 21st weekend, starting in Cloverdale, Indiana. Cloverdale, Indiana. That begins the August 21st, 22nd weekend, followed by Davila, Texas. Evansville, Indiana, Grand Island, Nebraska, Harvard, Massachusetts, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, uh, Messina, New York, McLean, Illinois, Montrose, uh, Iowa, North Fayetteville, North, Dakota, North Carolina, Ottawa, Illinois, Rochester, Minnesota, Sacramento, California, Shreveport, Louisiana, Sparta, Illinois, Van Etten, New York, Yanceyville, North Carolina, and that takes us uh, a month ahead. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> and yes, uh, Boba Fett was wondering if you will get a massage along with the baffled shooting lanes in uh, at the El Paso Community College, and the answer is yes. Uh, Andrew will be glad to give you... Uh, a massage while you're there. <laughs> uh, we're lucky to get the El Paso uh, Community College indoor range because uh, it does give folks a chance uh, to escape the weather. The weather, uh, I don't care what it is, if it's even uh, lightning, uh, uh, radioactive fallout, etc., cetera, uh, you can still uh, guarantee that that shoot's going to continue uh, no matter what. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I'm going to bring on a, our guest in just a minute here. We've got uh, Beth Schoenberg from the Barry Brownfield Show. Uh, Beth, uh, she's called into the show, and we spoke to her several times before. And uh, as you know, the folks over at Barry Brownfield Show are true friends of the Appleseed Project. Uh, they've... Uh, uh, they've helped out time and time again, and uh, I believe Fred just did a uh, an interview uh, 
uh, with them just uh, just recently, and uh, and not only that, even if they didn't do anything for the Alpha Project, they're doing stuff uh, for America, and uh, it's very important that uh, you know what they're doing because that's the same thing that we're doing. Everybody is doing a little slice of the pie. Now, we can't do it all ourselves. And I tell the uh, instructors and the members, the people who attend events, and you can read it uh, in uh, in the contract that uh, Fred wrote out many years ago uh, for the folks when they become members and instructors in the Apathy Project. One of the lines in there says <clears throat> that you need to remember that as much as you would like to, you will not be able to do this alone. And that is 100% true. As much as you would like uh, to fix a nation all by your lonesome, uh, to fix it up and get it, uh, get it all running just right and get it back on the road, it's not going to happen with just you yourself. It's going to take you and all your friends and all their friends and all their friends' friends to make this thing work. And now, uh, just recently, you see that happening more and more. You see a lot of folks working toward that end. You see the Apple Project. You see the Tea Party folks. You see uh, thousands uh, of Americans uh, from all different walks of life and all different uh, uh, political beliefs, races, religions, genders, etc., working at it uh, from their angle, from their slice of the pie. <clears throat> and Beth and uh, the folks at the Derry Brownfield Show uh, are doing the, the same thing. Uh, they're working their part of the program. They're working their slice of the pie. And at the same time, they're helping us uh, by promoting our slice of the pie, what we're doing. And we want to make sure that we're returning the favor. That means uh, when it's time for the Derry Brownfield show, make sure that uh, an alarm or a buzzer goes off and that uh, and that you switch over and you listen to that show and you tell your friends about it. If they want to find out what's going on uh, in America, and one of the the best ways to do it is to uh, is to turn them on on your radio. Now you can find out how to do that by doing the uh, the search uh, on the internet. It'll give you a uh, uh, it'll give you all of their uh, of the locations on how to reach them uh, on the radio, and I believe I'll ask her in just a second. But I believe that they also have a uh, uh, an internet archive location. <clears throat> uh, don't take my word on that yet. I'll bring her on her on in just a second for that. But before I do, I would just like to make sure that uh, that I'm reminding you guys that we are still looking to make sure that we make our numbers. Uh, and the best way to do that is for each and every one of you guys to remember that it is your job uh, to promote the Appleseed Project to everyone and everywhere you know. It's not somebody else's job. It's not some special promo person's job. It's your job to help do that. And all of these shoot bosses, instructors, members, etc., now, I've told you this many times, and I, so I know that you've heard me say it, but I'll remind you again that the the real apple seed work 
the real apple seed uh, uh, hard day in day out work occurs from the Sunday evening after the apple seed shoot to the Saturday morning when you greet the new shooters at the next event. That's where the real apple seeding takes place. That's where we're going to win or lose uh, this battle. That's where we're going to make our goals or not make them is in that time period. And it's everyone's job to make sure that they are doing the promotions. Now, if you look at the numbers of folks on the Appleseed Forum, just on the forum, I believe it's running close to 8,000 now. <clears throat> and I just want you to think about the the simpleness of some of this. And the, the low-tech, high-yield method that we use is the word of mouth. And that is by making sure that you bring one or two other people to an event, that you make sure that they uh, know about the, pro the FC project and that they're coming to an event. Now, just think about that for just a minute. We've got 8,000 folks uh, registered on the forum. Now, I'm not saying that every one of them is doing anything, but let's just say that they were. Uh, how about this? Let's just say that half of them were, okay? That's still probably a reach, but let's just say that half of them were. So we're talking about 4,000 people. Now, you got those 4,000 people, and they say, all right, uh, in the next month, I'm going to make it my goal to bring two people uh, to an event, all right, just two. In one month, that's all, just two people. Now, certainly, you can find two people to go to an event. And the reason I say that certainly you can is because uh, I do it pretty often. And I'm not anything special. Uh, I'm just a regular uh, apple seed person, and I talk to people, and I, uh, I tell them about what we have going, and, and I can usually get one to too many people uh, to come. All right. So say you do that. you got 4,000 folks, and they each bring two people. Now, there's automatically 8,000 new people on the line. And that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is that the high-yield, high low-tech method is for each of you guys listen just to uh, pick out one or two people, zero in on them, and say, hey, uh, I would like for you to attend this event. I would like for you to come to an Appleseed uh, event and uh, set yourself a goal of improving your rifle marksmanship uh, skills, and then uh, listen to what we have to say about what it means to be an American. <clears throat> That's all you got to do. And there is, there are a lot of us. If we just committed to bringing one other person, then all of a sudden we have 4,000 uh, new faces coming into the program uh, by the end of the month. Uh, say that we got crazy and we did that again next month. Then there's another 4,000 for a total of 8,000 folks in two months. It sounds uh, it sounds ridiculously simple, only because it is. The way to make sure that we make our goals is for us to understand that uh, uh, that it is the job of each and every one of us to be pushing 
this program, to be pushing, to doing, doing our job as the seventh step of Fire the Shot, and that is passing on the information to other folks and getting other folks to attend events. And uh, to me, this is actually a very pleasing part of it because I want to make sure that uh, my brother comes to an event, and he did, and that my nieces and nephews come to events, and they have. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, my neighbors come to events, and they do, uh, because I want to make sure that they understand what their obligations are. Just like uh, when we talked to you about the the four safety rules, uh, whenever you're getting ready to do an event, and we we tell you to ensure uh, that others that ensure everyone is following the safety rules. Now you do that because you can only you can square yourself away, but then you need to make sure that those on the left and right of you are squared away too, to make sure ensure your own safety. Now we do the same thing. By getting other people to attend the Appleseed Project, you square yourself away, you seven step, then you make sure that the other people around you, that they're involved and they're seven, seven stepping also, that they're ensuring that their rights, their freedoms, their liberties are going to remain intact. <clears throat> All right, so I want everybody to make sure they understand that. We have goals, we have numbers that we want to to make sure that we meet in the program. And sure, that's great. But more than that, uh, we have an obligation to make sure that we meet our goals for the nation, to make sure that we're doing all we can to make sure that the word is getting out so that we have an effect on the nation. I know that we're going to. I have absolutely no doubt that what we're doing in this program is going to affect the future of our nation. I have absolutely no doubt. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here doing this. I have absolute confidence that what we are doing is going to have a major effect on the future of this nation. I believe it 100%. But I also know that I can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. We're going to need other folks to do it. And just as you can't delegate the responsibility for ensuring the safety uh, of your rights and freedoms, you can't delegate the responsibility of promoting the program. You have to make sure you're doing it yourself. And the best way of all is by doing the high-yield, high low-tech, word-of-mouth method. Now, I've hit uh, many other promotions aspects uh, over the last few months, and in the coming weeks and months, I'll go over it again and again uh, on the different ways to do this, radio, television, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'll tell you real quick that on the way here, and I always carry a huge stack of trifles with me, on the way here, uh, I made sure every time I stopped at Walmart uh, that I went over to the magazine's rack, and I opened up the Shotgun News, uh, to Fred's column, and I placed uh, the trifolds in each and every one of those shotgun news. Now, I'm not going to tell you to do this, okay? I'm just saying that, uh, you know, Fred's M14 stock paid for an ad there, and I didn't see the uh, any problem with sticking a trifold in there. Uh, I also 
have been working on a project to get the get apple seed trifolds placed in all of the uh, the rest stops across the United States. And uh, while I'm working on getting that done, you can go ahead and help do it yourself. What I've done is every time I've stopped in one of the uh, the highway welcome centers, etc., is I've taken uh, a stack of the trifolds and I've lovingly placed them in one of the slots there. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to tell you to do this, uh, but I'm just telling you that's what I do. <coughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go over the promotions again and again and again uh, over the next uh, the next few weeks and months. You'll hear it over and over. I'm never going to give up on it. But uh, for now, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, bring on a couple of folks. Uh, first, I'm going to bring on Sam D. Sam, welcome to the show. Evening, Scott. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you, Sam. Thanks for... Uh, for helping me here week in, week out. And uh, I'm going to bring on our friend now. Uh, I love talking uh, to Beth because now she tells me, uh, I'm going to tell you right here what she, before I bring her on, I'm going to tell you what she, what she says. This is her philosophy. She says, I'm just a simple American girl, raised a large family of five sons, not an expert on anything, but opinionated on much. <laughs> she said the reason that she fell in love with the Alpsey Project is because of the optimistic attitude of waking up the American within. Now, I was talking to her earlier today, and I said, you know, that's one of the things I love about you, is that, is that she, to me, when I listen to Beth, she sounds like uh, the voice uh, of Americans, of, of many Americans that I've spoken with. So I, I love speaking with her. So let's... Uh, Let's go ahead and bring her on. Beth, welcome to the show. Well, good evening. How are you? Well, I'm doing just fine. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Just sitting here and drinking a cup of coffee in my apple seed mug. <laughs> well, that's great. And you I, know, I you know Sam. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, uh, Sam D. He's here with me, helping with the show too. I do know Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Real good, Beth. Glad to have you on again. Well, thank you. It's a little different being on the other side of the mic here. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing is you guys don't have commercials, but the bad thing is you guys don't have commercials, so I can't run and fill up my coffee cup. (laughs) Well, you just let us know when you're going to go fill it up, and then Sam and I will start start talking. I started with two, and I'm down to one right now, so I'm doing good. Well, I was just uh, telling everybody right before I brought you on, you probably heard me, is that one of the things that I, that I really love when I listen to you is that is that you are, to me, you are, you are the typical voice uh, of America. I mean, you have, uh, uh, you may not, uh, as you say, you may not be an expert on everything, although I think that you have a great uh, deal of knowledge on a wide uh, scope of material. But you have what uh, is more, I consider more important, and that is common sense. Uh, it seems like that's something we're lacking right now in American politics. 
Yeah, you know, and that's something. We are the Dairy Brownfield Show, but the real name that we pay for is the Common Sense Coalition, and that just kind of brings it all together. Uh, dairy's background is in agriculture, yet we speak a lot about things that are not agriculture, <laughs> and, um, and we talk about how a lot of things that are going on affect our ranchers and our farmers and those that are in agriculture, and even even the hobby agriculturist anymore, you know, the, a lot of the things that are coming down the pike, <coughs> legislations and regulations and all those things that are going on by the bureaucrats, you know, it's how it affects America in the heart. And, you know, the people in the city, and I, I grew up in the city, and the people in the city may not realize how important the rural areas are to them. And, but, uh, but they are. And you take it away, and you're going to take an awful lot away from this country. Would they already have with NAFTA and GATT and a lot of those things and CAFTA? Uh, it's just it's just robbed us of our of our agricultural industry as well as the other industries in this country. So, so we talk about a lot of that, and we talk about how we're going to bring things back. And dairy's not quite as optimistic as I am. Maybe having 20 or so years on me, and I'm giving my age away because he tells his all the time that. Um, <clears throat> You know, he's not as optimistic as I am, maybe. But when I went to the Appleseed shoot, and I don't know squat about shooting anything. They don't tell my instructor that. But, you know, it's to me, it was the optimism that they were teaching the Revolutionary War history and going back to our roots and trying to remind people of where we came from and what we should be. And and to me, that's, that's always been something that I have cared about from junior high on up. When I was in the city and I was a girl, you had to take a constitution test and you had to learn all that before you could ever graduate from high school or junior high, and then you did it again for high school. And I don't think the kids do that anymore, and I think we've just lost where we've come from, and I think some of that's been on purpose. Well, I hate saying it because, you know, the minute that uh, the minute that I do, uh, it always makes me feel that uh, that maybe people are going to see me like I'm wearing a, a tinfoil uh, hat. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I wonder at times if that is not on purpose. You and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, about how uh, how they don't teach that anymore and how they have uh, begun to subtly change some of the ways that they write stuff. Uh, you know, for a long time, uh, it was always written as... Uh, when they spoke, when they spoke about the Constitution, it was written as your uh, constitutionally protected rights, because that's what they are. And we were talking about that earlier too. That your the rights uh, in America, and this was different than anywhere else uh, in the world. Whenever they wrote the Constitution, that we uh, wrote that your rights uh, were given to you uh, by God, that you were endowed with them by your Creator. They weren't given to you by the government. They were, uh, you were endowed with them by your creator, which meant that they couldn't uh, be taken or given away by government because you were endowed with them. Now, you start seeing it uh, written as your constitutional rights, not your constitutionally protected rights, but your constitutional rights. Uh, with, that kind of gives it the hint that since... Uh, since it was given to you by the government, it could be taken away by the government. So that, to me, is uh, is also another worrisome aspect of that. 
We know we put out we put out a monthly newsletter, and I'd like to encourage Appleseed uh, folks to to join that. It is not free. It's twenty four ninety five for one year. Uh, if you ask Beth, she'll give you a free one <laughs> and let you look at it before you order it. But this is just another way to kind of keep people informed on things. Terry pretty much writes it all. I put it together. I write one article in there, and that's called Thoughts from Best Desks. And in July, and it's just now at the printers, um, I talk about how we are the new world. I heard Bill Federer talking. You and I spoke earlier today. And when I heard Bill Federer say something about the new world, he was talking about our founding fathers and, and how how we came to be. And this was our 4th of July program on the 5th of July. And, and uh, it just dawned on me, we are the new world order. All the other things have been tried, and they've all failed. And ours is going to fail, too, if we don't all step up. But what is the new world order is the Republic of America. God created man. Man created the state. The state created the federal government. And that's how it should be ordered. First God then the people, and then the federal government, and or then the states, and then the federal government. There's four there. We've we've somehow got it all flip-flopped. It took God out of it completely almost, and we've got the federal government up at the head, and that's not the way it was ever intended to be. A republic is run by the people, and they have to remember that. They have to remember we're the ones with the power, not the federal government. And like right now, I, I've been watching a lot of chatting going on on a couple of uh, uh, um, Facebook accounts where they're running for a, an office here in the state of Missouri. And our primary comes up in August, August the 3rd. That is where we're going to see the change. It isn't in November. We've got to change it in, in, in August. And I don't know when everybody else's primaries are. Some of them have already happened. But we've got to start thinking outside the box and not reelecting the same old, same old, same old, or the families of the same old, same old, same old. We have got to elect new life and those who believe in the Constitution and know the history of this government and realize that it's states' rights, not federal government. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The, our system has managed to turn itself completely upside down. and. You know, I tell folks at the events when I'm speaking to the the people during some of the history, I'll, I'll tell them that the the president is not your government. The senators, the congressmen, they are not the government. You know, the government uh, are the people who are actually standing right there, right there listening to what we're saying. They are the, the we, the people. Right now, it, it's... Everything is upside down. It's backwards. We've got the uh, the senators and representatives who somehow have made themselves into the the new elite, and uh, they think that they are the new royalty, and that if we have something we need from them, uh, we're supposed to go before them on bended knee and and beg something of them, and if they if they think it's significant enough, they will uh, they will grant it. Or if they don't, they won't. And the arrogance, yeah, the arrogance of those that are uh, supposedly representing us is is just become sickening. And the things that they did, like earlier um, last year, 
when all of a sudden they started voting these bailouts after after <coughs> receiving thousands upon thousands of phone calls and emails telling them that the people don't want it, the people don't want it. And somebody had said something to Nancy Pelosi, and she says, oh, well, they just don't know. Well, what is it that right. we don't know? <laughs> we don't realize <laughs> right. that if you don't have money, you don't spend money. What is it that we don't know? And uh, I have a... Um, a quote here, and I'm assuming it's a correct quote. I don't know that it is for sure. I received it on an email, but it says, Corruption, like a cancer, eats faster and faster every hour. The revenue creates pensioners, and the pensioners urge for more revenue. The people grow less steady, spirited, and, vic- and, vic- and virtuous. The seekers more numerous and more corrupt, and every day increases the circles of their dependence and expectance until virtue, integrity, public spirit, simplicity, and frugality become the objects of ridicule and scorn and vanity, luxury, floppery, selfishness, meanness, and downright venality swallow up the whole of society. And it's it's from John Adams. And if he thought that back then, I'm thinking how much worse it is now. That And the thing is, you know, people have got to vote for what's good for the country, not just themselves. We've become such a selfish people that we will vote for what's going to please us or in our little corner in this country. And as we do that, we just tear the country down. And uh, I have a guest on tomorrow. Derry's going to have eye surgery, and so I'm covering two days this week and two days next week for him. And tomorrow I have uh, Marcus Lloyd Marcus on. I don't know if any of you are familiar with him. But he's he's the unhyphenated black American is what he calls himself, and he's very very involved in the Tea Party, and he has just taken so much ridicule for being a racist because he doesn't like his black president. Yeah. In other words, you're not allowed to not like him for his policies. It's either because of he's one color or the other, and um, this man has, has really taken the brunt of it. And this is what America is. We are all colors. We are all blood, and we're all the same. We can, and, and the liberals want to separate us and, and call us this and this and this and that. And when they do that, then we're not strong. When we're together and we are the people, then we are strong. And then we can stand together, stand firm, stand strong, and uh, and take our country back. Right. And, they, and you see that a great deal more lately, and that is uh, the folks – separating themselves from uh, an individual party. The uh, Traditionally, the blacks are all supposed to be uh, getting behind the, uh, the Democratic Party, and uh, when they don't, uh, when, they, when they happen to say anything that's outside of the party line, they get hammered. And, uh, and the, the story that we preach here at the program is that the Constitution doesn't belong to any party, any race, any color. Uh, it belongs to everybody. Everybody gets protected by it. And the thing that uh, we try and tell, the, tell everybody is that the, whenever the Constitution fails, it doesn't just fail for one party. It fails for everybody. Everybody gets uh, a licking under it. So it's everybody's job to ensure that it's protected. Oh, we all have an obligation, every one of us, no matter what your talent or ability is, and everyone has one or more, but it's our obligation to protect that. 
And when we haven't protected it, then we're going to lose it, and we're, we're costing it for our children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. And they won't have the freedoms that we had or our parents had or the ones before. And, uh, you know, we can see we've had a lot of progress in this nation. We are a great nation, and we've had a lot of progress. And now we see it kind of going away. And the reason it's going away is because we've gotten lazy, and we've had some – we've had things – you know, legislation and things put in, in place like NAFTA and GATT that that take away and fr- the free trade, that take away from the industry and the growth in this country and, and give it to someone else. And, you know, it's, o- it's okay to share, but it's not okay to just give it away. And that's what we've done. We've just given it away. And uh, we seem to be content to let somebody else come in and do the workforce. And that's, you know, that's hurt us. And I'm I'm saying that very generally, you know, that's not the case in every in every scenario. But like I told you earlier, I think simplicity. I think it's I think the answers are are simple, and we try to make them more complicated, and they are complicated because because it's going to take some uh, sacrifice on our parts as Americans. There's going to be some sacrifices that have to be made, and we're afraid to give up little things when our forefathers gave up. Everything, and we have to. That's exactly that right. They gave up. Would it be so bad for us to give up? You know, some small little luxury, or, or you know, I, I just can't think of an example right offhand, but just something small that we might have to give up um, to preserve this Constitution and the freedoms of the, this, the Republic of this country. Right. Well. Right, we have to give up some luxuries, but we can't give up any part uh, of our rights and freedoms, and that's what people need to remember. And, and when you're talking about uh, the upcoming elections, and once again, I'll put the, our disclaimer out, is that uh, Apple doesn't have a political wing or side. Uh, we have no interest in politics insofar as we consider politics to be kind of like the weather. You know, it's going to rain this week, it'll be... Uh, sunny next week, cloudy next week, and it's the same way with politics. You'll have one party in this week, you'll have some other party in the next week, and that is never going to change. And uh, what they, the messages that they put out, though, are going to have to be changed. Appleseed is more concerned with changing the climate, uh, making sure that uh, uh, that when it comes to uh, uh, a certain bill or uh, something like that, some legislation, that it's never even considered uh, because of the the education of the folks. So whenever you were talking about the upcoming elections, and that is one of the most important things that uh, that you, as a uh, as a part of the we the people, can do, is ensure that you're educated about uh, upcoming elections. Make sure that you know uh, who is coming, what they're standing for, what they're not standing for. And remember that uh, that a party does not make you right. George Washington said that the two-party system in America would be the death of us. And uh, that is really proving itself to be true. Right now, uh, Say you're a Republican, and you've got uh, an election coming up, and you've got one guy that uh, 
the Republican who's telling you, yeah, you know, uh, I've actually done quite a few things that are really actually quite criminal, uh, and I really should be arrested for them. But listen, better me than the other guy, right? Because he's from the other party. So better me, no matter what I'm doing, better me than him, right? And that's not going to always be the case. Well, we have to, we, you know, we've got to hold their feet to the fire, so to speak. And that's, that's our job as the republic. When we elect an official, no matter what state you're in, whether it's on the local level or all the way up to the federal level, we've got to hold them to the fire. And if they don't, if they don't represent us, then we should not put them back in. And, you know, it's kind of strange how we live in this day and age of communication, and yet I think sometimes we know less about these officials than they did back in the day. It seems like we know less about them. And I think that's probably laziness. I'm sure it is on my part. But, you know, I want to encourage you. I had, I, I'm watching the little chats as they go up and down on the computer. <laughs> well, somebody said, let's talk about the Barry Brownfield show and Appleseed. And I think we kind of are. I mean, because we both have the same mission. We just have a different, uh, we just have a different shooting line. Um, you know, ours is with a microphone, and we try to bring in guests. And we will not, talk, Derry will not talk about the things that you hear on NBC, CBS, and ABC. He's always talked about something else and uh, tried to bring issues to the forefront. There was a time in, in this state, and as Derry says, it's, if it's happening in Missouri, it's happening all over. And our state was going to try and put meters on, on private wells. These are just little things, but you've got to watch them because it, it just escalates. And it's like a, an epidemic when it goes across, just another way to get money out of the hands of the people. And when, when the people are broke, <laughs> what's going to happen? You know, we can't all live under the thumb of the government. So anyway, we just talk about those things. And, and I heard you talking before I came on about how you can listen to the Dairy Brownfield Show. You can listen online at www.dairybrownfield.com, and we have a page there called MP3 Podcast, MP3 page, and you can listen to archive there. And I saw on the chat there where somebody also listens to gcnlive.com, and you can listen to the archive uh, shows there. You can listen on radio stations, and I'd be happy to send you a station list, but we do have them listed. It's not updated, but we do have it listed on our website. And you can listen on shortwave. And you can listen online at Accent Radio as well. We have t three different ways on the Internet to listen. And now, did you uh, – I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but I, I wanted to ask, if you, did you see that we were – I told the folks that I would ask if there was a way to listen to archived episodes. That is. That's, that's what I'm saying. You can go to www.dairybrownfield.com, okay. and we have a page there that is MP3 Podcasts. They're, they're podcasts and they're MP3 files, and you can go and listen to them. And like today's show is on later in the afternoon by the, you know, by the time my webmaster gets it put up there. And uh, it should be there now. I haven't checked it. And you can also go to www.gcn, which stands for Genesis Communications Network, uh, .com. Live. I'm sorry, gcnlive.com, and pick out the program, and then pick out Derry Brownfield, and you can go to the archive there as well. And they and they have those on immediately because they are our producers, so they're recording it as as we speak, and they put it on there then. So you can do either one of those, 
uh, or if you want to listen live, we have numerous stations across the nation on, in 20 states, and we also have shortwave. Right. This is for live listening. But archived, you can listen to that. And, and a lot of people put it on their, uh, pod, their uh, what do they call those little podcasts, MP3 right. players? Mm -hmm. They have those hooked up somehow. They can put them on that. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I, can't do that. I have to have my boy do that. I've got an MP3 player, so. Right. But anyway, and iPhone or iPod, not iPhone, iPod. Right, and we, uh, one more time for the the time here. I was trying to type okay, out our the. our live shows are in the mornings from 10.06. We actually go on at six minutes after the hour to 11. Okay. And that is Central Time. We are located in Missouri, right smack dab in the middle. We're in a big town called California, Missouri. The population is a little over 4,000. <laughs> so. Okay, great. <clears throat> All right. I'm trying, to, uh, uh, I'm trying to type and read and listen at the same time. Okay. And if anybody, uh, while you're doing that, I'll just keep chatting. If anybody okay. ever wants to call in during the show, and that's, this is only during the live show, you call an 800 number, and the producer at GCN will answer, and that is 1-800-973-3779. That's 1-800-973-3779. If you just want to call here in the office and chat with Beth or Derry, or, and I have a new girl hired, Kay, um, you can just call 573-796-2036. Don't call me right now. I'm on the phone. And then uh, uh, <laughs> you can always email me, and that's just real simple, Beth at DerryBrownfield.com. Okay. 573-796-2036. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, let's see. They gave it – somebody just gave out a number, 1-800-973-3779. That's, that's our live number when okay. we're live. That hour we're live. And you can call in and uh, talk with Derry or me if I happen to be in there. I'm not in there every day. I'm in here. Okay. Every day. <laughs> I'm not always in the studio. <laughs> and we just, and we, were, we just had our sweet 16 birthday. Uh, Derry's anniversary for the show was the 18th of July, which landed on a Sunday this year. And he's been on the on the air doing the talk show on the air for 16 years. And uh, but he has been in broadcasting for 50 years, 40, well over 40. I know it's close to 50 years. And uh, uh, he's been he was uh, he's the founder of the Brownfield Network. And if you're in mid in the heartland of Missouri, you know what that is. And, and it's and it spreads much farther than Missouri. But it is a uh, it was the only network for actual ag reports and such, and Derry is the founder of that. And as he says, there really aren't any any markets to report anymore. Those have been kind of taken away. And uh, But anyway, he is the founder of that. Well, you've got uh, – well, I was talking, to this, uh, talking about this to some folks uh, this last week uh, while I was in New York about the, about the shrinkage uh, – 
And, and I guess, uh, and not too long from now, the extinction of uh, uh, of these small uh, producers and the small markets, and uh, that certainly is going to be a scary uh, period in the future if it continues along the same lines that it's going. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm not the market expert, but Derry visits a lot with um, the people at RCAF. He's been kind of shunned by the National Cattlemen's Association because they tend to run with the big dogs, if you know what I mean. And uh, they don't necessarily support the the individual farmers and ranchers out there um, like they went with NAIS. And I don't know how many of the riflemen understand what NAIS is, but it's the National Animal Identification System that was being shoved down the farmers' and the ranchers' throats. And it would have just absolutely stopped the industry of raising animals in this country because they were claiming it was for the safety of, of food. Well, we don't have a problem with the safety of our food here, not with the meats like that. You know, when we're talking about mad cow disease, they were blowing that up out of proportion. But um, anyway, it had lots of things going on. They wanted farmers to chip every animal, put a, a microchip right. in every animal, which was costly. And uh, anyway, it was just something that just got blown way out of proportion. And it, and it was one of those things. It was kind of, I saw somebody said, let's not talk about conspiracies. But it really was a conspiracy <laughs> to get rid of the small farmers. But it's just little things like that. And that's what he goes after, and that's what he talks about. And he, he really has a heart, and he cares about the farmers and the ranchers. And if you know Derry Brownfield, he's 78 years old, and he uh, – he uh, doesn't take a dime. He comes in here every day. And, of course, I have fuss at him because he leaves early. But he comes in here every day. He does his show. He studies up. And he, and he leaves and he goes home. And he doesn't take a dime for what he's doing. We're just barely getting by making it in this show, trying to keep going. And, uh, uh, you know, he does it because he feels called. I'm here because I feel the need to do this. I feel this country needs this. And right now I think this country needs these kinds of talk shows. I think we really need this to wake up America. And I see the demographics changing on our show. We see younger people that are listening. We have a lot of homeschoolers that listen to the show. And uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and of course, Derry brags about his grandkids that are homeschooled. And uh, uh, he really, you know, really brags about them. Of course, most grandparents brag about their kids. But uh, anyway, the... What I'm getting at is right now in this day and time, I think a show like ours, we only go on for one hour. A lot of people beg Derry to do longer. He doesn't want to do longer. I think I think we get a lot said in the one hour most days, but um, uh, people are hungry right now for the truth, and they're not hearing the truth on NBC, CBS, and ABC. <laughs> so, and sometimes Fox. Well, that's what that's what I was speaking about earlier uh, before you came on, and that is the fact that, you know, it, it's actually hard to know who to trust or what information uh, that you can feel uh, is safe to know. And, and I, I'm saying that without my tinfoil hat on, uh, but, uh, you know, we uh, we had uh, a guest uh, a couple of weeks ago, Marietta Abel's on to talk about uh, uh, NEIS and uh, Agenda 21 <clears throat> about the uh, – uh, United Nations and their efforts, and uh, and it's not I, I, you can't really call stuff like that a conspiracy, 
because they're they're not really following the true uh, guidelines of conspiratorial folks, which is keeping it a secret. They're they're putting it right out there in front of you and saying, "Here, this is what we're doing," and uh, most of you guys are too apathetic and too lazy and too ignorant to read this. So we're just going to go ahead and write it out what we're doing because we have no fear that anything's going to happen because none of you guys are going to read it. And uh, well, and I the fact you know, that go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that it takes it takes a lot of folks working together. It's going to take a lot of us uh, to fix what's going on. And I was telling folks that, you know, you guys, everybody is trying to uh, fulfill their obligations uh, by producing their own little slice of the pie, their own answer uh, to it. Uh, the AppSeed Project, we don't, uh, we don't do uh, education in politics. Or we don't put folks together in big groups to fight against uh, H, House Bill uh, 145, XYZ, etc. Our slice of the pie uh, is just uh, going into the homes, uh, grabbing folks, giving them a shake and saying, hey, listen, there's a problem, and unless you get up and start doing something about it, it's going to get way too big for anybody to fix, so it's time for you to start doing something. I, I talk, mm-hmm. When I talk to folks about the Appleseed Project, I tell them that it's... Uh, for me, it's almost like a, a launch pad. You know, we get folks together. Uh, we get them to, to set a small goal of improving their rifle marksmanship. They do it. And once they do it, you know, the logical progression from there is what's next. Okay, I did that. What's next? What can I, what can I do next? How can I help next? And then to tell them that uh, their obligation is to make sure that they are wide awake and that they're waking up other people. And we don't we don't do any education programs like the NRA or anything else. Uh, what we do is a very simple mission of grabbing folks, giving them a shake, and saying, "Let's go." Uh, the time to get involved is now. But that means that we need other groups like you. We need uh, other folks like you putting out information uh, that folks can listen to. You're on common ground when you get on that line for a shoot, whether it's 25, 50, 75, or 100 people, they're on common ground. And they're doing the same thing. They're reach, trying to reach the same goal. And then you circle up, and you remind them of what happened back in 1775. And then you put them back on the line and let them shoot again. And, you know, it's it's just something that brings it to real. You know, and... Uh, you know, I just thought the simplicity of it was was wonderful. It's just a simple way of, of reminding people. And what better way to put them on a firing line, you know, with rifles to fire at a, a target. Um, it's You're outside, enjoying nature most of the time. I guess you had an indoor one coming up, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> Boba Fett thought you should get a massage, and, you know, that's all right, too. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I saw that. I can read them. I just can't chat with anybody. I can't get it to work on my end. But anyway. Well, how about if we uh, – would you – Go ahead. I, I'm just going to – go ahead and just say – I'm just going to ask if uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, answering some questions from folks that, uh, that are calling I'll try. <laughs> I have an okay. opinion whether I've got a good answer or not. I don't know. All right. Let's uh, – area code 713-553. You're on the air. Area code 713-553. Okay. How about this one? Area code 830-426. You're on the air. 
Okay, and one last one. Area code 361. You're on the air? Hey, Scout. It's Pop. Hey, Pop. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm just listening tonight. I don't have any questions, but uh might later. But uh, go ahead and get let someone else talk a little bit. Be fine with me. All right. Join the show. All right. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, okay, we got a, a computer caller or Skype caller. Uh, you're on the air. All right. Well, that's why I need to. Uh, we must warm out. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been called a rant and raving woman before, so we must have worn out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you this. I, when I'm joining the show alone, I can't, uh, I can't screen the call. I just have to kind of guess if they're. A lot of people listen to the show by telephone, and uh, right. and there's a little red hand uh, that goes up right beside their number, and it's, uh, I'm supposing saying, "Stop! Don't talk to me." <laughs> but usually, I just ignore that and. Uh, and go ahead and, uh, and open up the mic anyway. But uh, And, Sam, you're back on the air. I don't know what happened to you, but you're back on the air now. I got bumped off. You know, those other folks are just shy, Scout. I, I didn't <laughs> well, I promise. They're, they're just shy. <laughs> well, the, uh, well, I'm shy, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, you're in the wrong business to be shy, Beth. Well, I'm not in face-to-face with anybody. <laughs> I've come a long way in my old age. Well, you'll have to get over that for when you make your trip down here to visit the folks at 1230 because I'm going to take you out to the range. All right. All right, I'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, take you introduce you to... All right, no, guys, Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> We'll introduce you to some of your Facebook friends and and let you get to, uh, get to see them in person. Okay. I got a couple local political candidates that uh, are friends of yours, and and they're going to come out and uh, we'll, we'll have a good time. Well, now I know one of them. What's what's the other candidate? I know Janet. Who's the other one? Well, the other one just listens on Facebook. She doesn't really watch you much. Okay. Won't communicate with you. Okay. This Ellen is her name. Okay. Okay. If, if folks saw that she was your friend, they they, they might shun her because okay. she's on the on the extreme other side of the tracks, I guess you'd say. Oh, okay. But but the rest of us she's aren't. been seen with a rifle there, hands on the range. She drove a hundred miles away from home to do it, so nobody'd see her. <laughs> Are you going to a a shoot in uh, in New Mexico? I am going down there to visit an affiliate, and I need to go through Arizona and visit an, uh, an advertiser of ours that has been a supporter of the show for many, many years. And I'm friends with Paragon Foundation that is in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and I want to go get into some trouble with Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while I'm down there, I might as well. <laughs> if you can't enjoy yourself, it's not worth doing well, you know. <laughs> that's, so that's one of the things that makes apple seed good. I'm going to get on the road. What's that? That's one of the things that makes apple seed good. People enjoy themselves. They have fun while they're at it. Well, you I know get, I did. You, you got educated without anybody wrapping you around the axle. It was a no-stress thing. You enjoy well, it. I wouldn't say there wasn't any stress. <laughs> ah. There might have been a little bit of stress. <laughs> 
I was a little out of Beth's comfort zone, but that's okay. That's okay. Right, and uh, you I've enjoyed got, it. Uh, You've been back. We've got. I, uh, back. I haven't been back yet. <laughs> we've got several people uh, uh, who've, uh, and this has been a problem that we've had for the last two years, and I don't know why it why it has to be a problem, but there, uh, some people have mentioned that the volume uh, between the callers and uh, my mic is uh, uh, is is like an improper level. Uh, I've submitted uh, uh, requests over and over and over about this. I've used uh, uh, three or four different phones during the same program. I've used everything I can uh, imagine. And the folks at the radio station tell me that uh, I'm mistaken, that there is no volume discrepancy. And uh, I've given that. I've sent sent them directly to the archive shows and said, would you please listen to this? And tell me that you don't think that it's a difference. Are, are you trying to tell me I'm too loud, Scout? Is it, are you being quiet? No, actually, actually, people are saying that you and I are too quiet and that Sam is too loud. Oh, okay. Well, I can get louder. Well, if it's any, if it's any, any consequence to you, we have the same issue on our show about every day. Really? <laughs> Somebody says one of them's too loud, one of them's too soft, or the music's too loud, or the speaker's too soft, or vice versa. And, and uh, so yeah, that's that's a production thing. Oh yeah, and I get I get oh, I that, and uh, it's just a you know it's a simple radio show, and uh, I tell you, I get uh, emails. I'll do I'll send out uh, now I'm sending out about ten thousand emails uh, a week for the show, and it never fails, and I almost hate doing it because I you know if I sit it's almost like kicking a sleeping dog. If I send out these emails to folks, then uh, it never fails that uh, I'm going to get a ton back the next day uh, yelling at me uh, for send, just for sending them the email. And uh, I'm always thinking, good grief. My, well, you, just, you, my, know, yeah. you have to practice what, what? your patience with them, but you have to be firm. We deal, Like I said, we deal with it all the time, and you know, maybe some affiliates will, will scream a little louder than the others and... and uh, I've got some issues going along with that now with GCN, so that it's it's just an ongoing thing. That's just that's part of radio. That's the showbiz, I guess. Right. Well, it's also I also get them back saying, uh, you know, why are uh, don't send me these emails because now I have to delete them out of my uh, my mail program, and I don't want to hear about uh, you know the problems the nation's having and. Uh, to me, that's just, uh, it's, it's completely, it, I, I don't understand that in the least. Are you telling me that just me sending you an email saying, uh, listen, would you like to listen to a show uh, and about uh, us, uh, you know, trying to affect a change in the nation, and they're worried about an extra email in their, in their mail program. And usually I tell them, you know, I'll take you off the email list. I'll be glad to do that. But here's what I usually do. I take the cursor, well, and I just, put it on that email, and I click on delete, and then it's gone. Just have patience. It'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody is trying to do their, their slice of it, and, uh, and you guys are doing yours. You're, uh, you're there. You're in the trenches uh, every day working on, the, uh, on getting the information out. A lot of people are doing that now, and to me, that's one of the best things I see about the folks in the nation right now. You see the the different groups together. You see the Tea Party 
they're doing their thing. You see individual groups spring up all the time, and uh, uh, you have a lot of folks on uh, on different radio shows putting out information. And you know, sometimes it's hard to know what is what's right, what's the truth, and uh, it is. And, that's and, and where... you know, we deal with that every day because we get. We get news constantly, and it's really hard. We're just a staff. of It was just two of us, and now we have three, and then I have another lady that comes in 10 hours a day. She couldn't go full-time, so I hired full-time so that I could get on the road and do the business of the show. But uh, it's hard. We're not, and a lot of people think we're in this big high-rise with lawyers and researchers and all that, but it's just two or three of us. And it's hard to know what is really the truth. And most of the time we get... We get it right, but there is once in a while where Derry takes one and runs with it, and then we find out, you know, an hour later, oops. So you got and we usually retract it. We go back and say, oops, we we didn't research this right, and this is the way it is. But it is hard to know what the truth is, and and you know, it's also hard to realize what's happening in your in your little your little square, your little corner of 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 the country. You know, like I, I said, we talk a lot about how these things affect agriculture. We've got the Obamacare coming up, and, and we can call it Obamacare if we want to, but this we've been building up to federal health care for a long time, and uh, it's not a good thing. It's not going to be a good thing for our health care. It's not going to be a good thing for the economy in this country, but, you know, it, it's hard to understand how does that affect me. Why why is NAIS important to the gal up in the city? Why why is any of that important to someone else? Why what's 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 the big deal with NAFTA and GATT and free trade? And that's the thing that Derry has been been teaching people and and trying to we we try to get the best guess we can on that and on you you know we've talked about that word sustainable development agenda 21 those things affect all of us from the city to the country um, to the little bitty towns like like California Missouri you know with a little population of 4,000 I came from Kansas City and uh, you know of course I my daddy was from the country but I came from Kansas City so I had some 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 stability there I wasn't just you know, a city girl that didn't know anything. I knew what a cow was in the field and that kind of thing. But I, I was pretty green when I got on the farm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still pretty green. <laughs> but, um, you know, you see these things coming down the pike, and you wonder, well, what's that to me? And shows like Dairies, they tell you what that is to you. If it's happening in the country, it's happening to the city. It's, it's, we are one in this country. We should not be divided by color or race or creed or anything. We are one in this country. We are the people, and we are the ones that are the government. And we need to – it's hard to know, like you said, what the truth is. And when you see documents come down and they're over 2,000 pages, we know our officials didn't read them. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> How could they, they have read them? things that they haven't even read, and – G.B. Oliver told me from Paragon Foundation, he told me that they hire people that write those. So we're paying somebody to write these 2,000-page documents, and then we elect these people to sign off on it that don't even read it. So how do they know? How are they really representing us? So we need to be careful when we go to the polls. We need to, nowadays with the, with the computer, you can find out who voted what way and how many times. And then that's how you vote when they come back for re-election. 
Right, and you can do that very quickly. What's that? You can you can learn uh, you can learn about the folks' voting records. You can lear- learn about their uh, their directions on issues. Now, it's it's, it's not always easy uh, because I think a lot of the uh, the senators and reps and stuff have been uh, they've been they've made their their stances uh, kind of ambiguous on purpose uh, to make sure that. Uh, Nobody can can see the real picture, well, you know, I but you can a little bit of digging, and you can find out the answers. I was telling an official that's well, he's not an official yet. He's running. He's new guy. He's he's a farmer and a rancher, and he's running for an office in in the state of Missouri against an incumbent. And uh, this incumbent happened to vote for the bailouts most of the time, and one time didn't. And it's uh, he said. Of course, that's how this incumbent advertises. She said she didn't vote for it. You know, she voted against it. Well, she only voted against it once. And I told him, you know, how many of them say they voted against it? If they all really voted against it like they said, it would have never passed. <laughs> and now when they're afraid they're not going to get votes, they're telling everybody, well, I voted against that. <laughs> right, and that that also points back at uh, what you were saying earlier and uh, and what we said here on the program before, which is you can't, you can't just uh, look at a uh, at one of the candidates say because of the letter uh, in front of his name that he's safe to vote for because uh, you have plenty of folks uh, who are uh, uh, who say they're conservatives or Republicans and uh, and they have plenty of things that they're voting against uh, anti uh, anti gun issues etc and then you have plenty of folks who are uh, who have a D in front of their names, who are staunch believers in uh, the Constitution. So you can't just go by the by the prefix. You're going to have to actually do a little bit of legwork and take the time to research the candidate before you pull the lever. And I'm sure I don't have to tell anybody, please don't go in there and start hitting party, uh, party line levers. Well, you know, we were talking about that. I was talking about that with a gentleman that called me this afternoon, and he's in charge of one of these. Um, he's not in charge. He's helping one that's running. In fact, the gentleman I, I just, just mentioned, and uh, he was saying he, he is the first on the ballot. And, of course, that is such an advantage. And I said, it, I said, that's great, but isn't that a shame that we have so many voters in this country that go in there and they just check the first name on the ballot? without even knowing who that person is or what that person stands for. Um, I said, isn't that just sad that we do Yeah, because because you, you would almost you would almost want to tell that person, well good for you, because you know what? You're gonna get exactly what you deserve uh, by voting that way. The only problem is is I live in the same country. So I'm gonna get the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that is your that's one of your prime responsibilities. And whenever I talk to folks at the events and, and here on the radio too, I tell them I'm, you have a duty uh to make sure that your representative knows you I don't mean knows you by name or that your actual rep knows you because the chances of you speaking to your representative person to person are, are pretty slim unless you're doing it at a town hall or something. And the other side of that is you don't really need to talk to your rep uh, person to person. What you need to do is make sure you have a good relationship with their staff. 
that you call and you talk to the folks in the office and let them know. You have a responsibility first to let them know what your needs are, what your wishes are, uh, because I think it's only fair to give your representatives the benefit of a doubt and say, you know what, the reason he's doing this or the reason he's not meeting my needs is because he doesn't know them. If he knew them, then he would he would do a better job. So you have a uh, responsibility to let them know what your needs are. Now then, once you've let them know what your needs are, if they're not meeting them, then you also have the responsibility uh, not just to threaten to vote against them in the next election. You have the responsibility to do that. Uh, people all the time say, well, if they don't do such and such, then, then I'm going to vote against them. And then they just sit in their chair on voting day and they don't do anything. Well, and that's what I'm worried about with the um, um, elections and the primaries coming up. Don't wait till November because the real change is happening in your primaries because who you've got on whichever ticket, you know, and uh, and we have more than two. <laughs> you know, the uh, mainstream media makes us think and believe that we only have two choices, um, but we have more than two choices, and the primary is the best time to voice that. And uh, right. we need we need to really get serious about the primaries. Now I know that they've already been in some of the in some of the areas of the country. Missouri's is coming up in August. Um, has Texas already had theirs? Uh, we're getting ready for the next round, and okay. I believe that you and I were talking about this. Uh, you called into the show a while back, and that was when I first asked you if you if you wouldn't mind coming back. But I believe yeah. that we're talking about this very thing then, and that is is what you just mentioned: voting the primaries. But not just voting in the primaries, but making sure that you begin your voting in the local elections so that you can start getting these the, the folks into the pipeline at the local levels. Uh, because it usually takes a while for somebody. People don't just uh, all of a sudden become senator out of the blue. They usually have some other jobs that, that they're learning on the way. And the best way to affect change in the future is to start making sure that you're voting in the local elections and, uh, and like you said, in the primaries to make sure that you have a better, uh, a better field of candidates uh, to work from in the major elections. Once you get to the major elections, that's it. All you've got is one guy or the other guy. And uh, you need to make sure that you've, that you've made the right choice and who that guy is before they get there. And, again, try to find out how, as much as you can about your candidates in your area and uh, and that it's it's I think you can do it online pretty easily, but not always. So you, you might check and see where you can best get those records because those, those are public records how they vote, and it is important. And don't just look at one vote; look at all the votes because it kind of hurts you on some of that. So you know, right? And some of the times the uh, like I said, they've 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 made it. Uh, uh, you can you can go and you can look up the records and find out how people vote, but I think sometimes that they've made it uh, almost purposely uh, difficult at times uh, to to track down the records. It's not just a page you can go to uh, that will show you in black and white. You've got to kind of do a little right. bit of digging, right. but you have to do that. And also mention that uh, that if you don't find somebody. Uh, especially in the local elections that fits your that fits your idea of what they should be, don't be afraid to put yourself in the race. Don't be afraid to 
to take up that uh, that responsibility yourself. And we have several people here in Texas now uh, that are doing just that. A couple of instructors, uh, especially down in South Texas, uh, that are putting themselves in that position. Right. We're hoping well, to eventually. The that I, that's running here. He's he was instrumental in uh, defeating the NAIS, and of course they're going to bring that back with a different name. Same same game, but different name. But he was he was very instrumental in that, and uh, um, even uh, ended up leaving his job over that because he worked for Farm Bureau, <laughs> who supported it. And there's just so much in this country. I mean, there's just so many things, and you have to just stay on your toes. Freedom is never won. It is a constant battle, a day-by-day battle. So you just have to stay on your toes, and that's not easy to do because sometimes you get tired. So somebody else needs to hold the rod and the staff up for you. But we're in this together. Uh, we at the Dairy Brownfield Show believe in the Appleseed Project. We believe in what you're doing. We believe in educating uh, America, helping to wake them up, get them outside, get them outside shooting a rifle instead of in playing video games um, or watching the ball games, unless, of course, they're watching the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> now you see my colors. I'm a Kansas City girl, but, but the household seems to go red. So anyway, um, I'm just joking about that. But I, you know, I do like baseball. But anyway, <laughs> that's not what we should live and die by. <laughs> I like apple pie too, but I don't eat it every day. <laughs> well, yeah, and you. You know, you've got uh, one of the things that, that you know, the uh, the saying that uh, that all that's necessary uh, for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And that's one of the major things that we face uh, now. And we have a lot of good men in this country. Right. And, and we have a lot nothing. of good folks. And, not and we have, you've got a, but right, you've got a lot of folks that think that... Uh, uh, well, uh, let's say, for example, you have the uh, uh, the the last uh, uh, bills put through by uh, oh, I'm having a, a momentary lapse of uh, of memory here, but it's the political speech put through the uh, McCain-Feingold <clears throat> uh, that limits political speech, uh, and for me. I thought that was an absolutely uh, unbelievable event because here you have the the First Amendment. It was designed specifically. It wasn't to protect uh, any of the flag burning or any of that. Uh, that's just a side benefit of that, of course, for those folks. But it was designed specifically to keep folks from going to prison for talking about uh, uh, their political uh, ideas. And yet... It passed. And why? Because everybody said, well, we're not going to get uh, too worried about that because there's no way it can pass. And that is a, I think, was a perfect example of uh, good men doing nothing. Because uh, the majority of Americans think that, that everybody uh, is essentially good and that they'll do the right thing. And, and that is usually true. But you, you get a, the problem you run into is where you have, uh, well, you have groups of people who are determined to push uh, the bad things through. And if you don't get on your feet, and if you don't do something about it, if you don't help defend uh, your freedoms and liberties, then they can very easily uh, be slipped away. 
and you know, they can and, be a lot more persistent as well, you know. The right. evil can be more persistent and, than the good because the good in its nature trusts, and and we've got to be careful with that. Right, and you know, they have, are more I have, persistent. I have a quote here from Theodore Roosevelt that I've used a lot lately, and uh, I think it pertains to what Appleseed does, what the Derry Brownfield Show does, and I'm sure many, many others that that um, are doing things, maybe maybe a politician, or I don't like the word politician, but somebody, a patriot in your area that's now running for an office, that's giving up, you know, time with their family and this, and they're making a sacrifice for you. Um, anyway, he says, every man owes a part of his time and money to the business or industry in which he is engaged. No man has a moral right to withhold his support from an organization that is striving to improve conditions within his sphere. And that is from Theodore Roosevelt. And I think about Appleseed and what you guys do. And and I think about the Derry Brownfield Show. And, and, you know, a lot of it's easy for us to think, well, they're doing fine, you know, but we do need support and we do need help. And, of course, Appleseed needs to grow because the idea is to grow and double each de- each week each year, isn't it? And that what Fred said to double each year, and right. uh, to double your shoots. Well, to double your shoots is to double the Americans that you've awakened, and uh, or that you've at least tried to awaken, and uh, you know to improve the Dairy Brownfield Show to keep us going is, you know, we need we need to grow as well. We need more affiliates. We need you know to to grow another. In other words, with more affiliates, we can meet more ears, more Americans, and uh, the same with other entities as well. You know, if if they're if they're fighting for you, you need to be helping them in some way. I mean, everybody helps in a different way. Everybody can do a different thing. And uh, what Appleseed does is educate. And Thomas Jefferson said, "Educate and inform the whole mass of the people. They are the only sure reliance for the preserva- preservation of our liberty. We, the people." are the only reliance to preserve it. That's you, that's me, that's everybody on a shoot line in Appleseed, that's every earshot that's here in the Dairy Brownfield show. Um, that's everybody. That's we the people. We need to keep right, and educating our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, our friends. Right, and whenever I whenever I tell the folks the uh, when I when I explain that to them, when I explain to them the the true government that they are the true government, and it's it's something that the the folks generally know. Uh, they somewhere down inside them, they know that they 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 know that they are supposed to be the government. But I think that they just know it because they read it. I don't think that they know it because they understand it or they understand the full responsibilities of it. But at the end of the event. For the folks that stay at an Appleseed event until the Sunday evening, till the benediction, and those are usually the folks uh, that I always consider that are going to do something. They're, they've stayed to the, the bitter end, just like the folks uh, who were still there in the winter of 1776, although we're certainly the Appleseed event is not to be compared to the winter of 1776, uh, maybe in some at some uh, events, but the folks that are still there at the end of the day on Sunday, and they hear the benediction, and they hear uh, the, the instructors talk about them being the government, about them making a difference, and you see the light actually come on in their eyes, and all of a sudden, you, you see that they get it, that they understand it, and that 
hopefully for them, that their life has changed, and not just in a small way, but they understand now that they have a responsibility, and it means a lot more to them. And now I know that, and I tell the folks, I said, look, you've got two options now. We've explained what's going on. We've explained that we need help doing this. And now you've got two options. Uh, you can go back home, and you can sit back on the couch, and get the remote, and you can act like this never happened. And that's a very easy thing because that, that requires nothing on your part, no change of thought, no action. Uh, it's very easy for you to do that. And it's, it's, uh, it's not a hard decision to make. And the other one is you can hear what we said. You can understand that you have a responsibility, that you have a sacred obligation to the nation, and then you can start doing something about it. Now, that's hard. That's very hard. It's hard to know where to begin. What do you do to start? You know, I've got my niche right here, and I kind of fell into that, if you believe in just falling into something. Gary's been on the air 16 years, and I I will be with him 14 years in in October. And, uh, you know, it's it's where I need to be. I think I've been put in this place, and uh, I'm going to do the best I can to keep this show going because I believe in what we're doing. I believe... You know, Derry's got Derry's got a type of knowledge that's that's becoming uh, uh, extinct. Those farmers, those ranchers of that day, they're becoming extinct. And uh, he's got the knowledge of of, uh, of how things are affecting them now that others don't have. And he has an insight. I mean, he's been bringing out articles that he wrote back in the 1980s, and they are so pertinent to today. You know, it's like he he said, I knew this stuff was going to happen. I just didn't know when, (laughs) you know, and it's. uh, Right. uh, Well, that's what, you know, that's what I do for a living. What's that? That's what I, that's what I do for a living. I farm and ranch. And. uh, Do you really? That's right. Yeah, and I, I see it coming down. uh, And believe me, I've already, I've already gotten quite a few of the first round, second round, third round of the threat letters from the government. And, uh. And the last, uh, you know, the last few were, were like, they were very disturbing. They, uh, you know, there were letters, uh, telling me that I had to immediately report, uh, uh, the number of animals I had, where they were, all my, all the locations of water, uh, that I had anywhere. They won't even, they even wanted the combinations to all my gates. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you a and, part of the uh, Paragon Foundation? No, no. Uh, I would encourage you and Appleseed members to join the Paragon Foundation. And when you do, tell them, tell them you heard about it on the Dairy Brownfield Show that Beth sent you. But um, they are property rights advocates, and I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to tell you how to handle those letters. And I can send you something to Scout that will help you with that. But I actually All right, well, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, but they know how to handle those letters because some of that stuff is none of their business. Tell them. Tell these, I'll be happy to give you this if you show me where you have the authority to ask for that. They can't show you the authority because they don't have it. I'm quoting G.B. Oliver there <laughs> with the Paragon Foundation. But um, I would encourage you, maybe tomorrow, I'll give, I'll, I've got your email address now. I'll, I'll shoot you their information, and uh, uh, we'll talk tomorrow about that. Okay. That sounds great. Right. But that's something that, that that's one of those uh, every man owes a part of time to the money and business yeah. or organization. <laughs> I'm going to change that. And uh, I think it's only $50 a year to be a member there. And 
it's well worth the money. It's uh, um, they are a great organization, and I'm sure Sam is Sam still around. He would tell you that too. Oh yes, I'm here. He hasn't disappeared. <laughs> you, tell GBI, well. you tell GBI I've been quoting him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I always do kind of, I, I always worry a little bit about Sam because he'll be on the. Uh, I'll have him on the line here. He he always helps. Sam always helps me out. He's uh, like a co-host here, and he'll be on the line. But then all of a sudden he'll just kind of disappear. Everything will just disappear. Every you know his his number. Everything on there will disappear. And and I know that he has been doing a lot of work. Well, he's been doing a lot of work out there at uh, there in New Mexico at Roswell and uh, and everything else. And uh, so I I always expect him to kind of just go up in a puff of smoke sometime out there. Well, I was teasing him one day about the Roswell if he was teaching them aliens how to shoot rifles on the range. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we actually we actually have a policy against teaching aliens now, so. That's a word. That's they got to be Americans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate uh, the work that you're doing, and uh, do you guys work with anybody else uh, uh, very closely? At that Brownfield show, do you work with any other groups? Any other groups? You mean like your organization, Paragon right, organization? Like with, right. Uh, the RCAF organization, we work real close with them. Uh, OCM, uh, Organization for Competitive Markets, another good one for you, Scout. And uh, we work closely with those. In fact, Derry was with the OCM when they first got off the ground. He helped them get off the ground as RCAF as well. And, of course, you know our situation. Derry told the truth about a company named Monsanto, and we got kicked out of our office two years ago because of telling the truth. So we had to start over again. So when I say we need help, I'm not just teasing about it. <laughs> we're not getting help from the big guys out there. So the little guys need to help us out because we're helping them. We really are. Well, and I want to encourage all the folks uh, from the FC project that are listening now, that's one of the things that we do. And one of the things we want to make sure that we do is that whenever somebody helps us, and the, the Brownfield Show has been helping uh, the FC project as far back as I can remember. And uh, when somebody does help us, we want to make sure that we are helping <laughs> them too. We want to make sure that uh, because we are right now, everybody, there's a lot of, uh, of the small groups. There's a lot of of folks uh, at the at the small level and the individual level, et cetera, that are doing their bit to put out uh, information, get information to folks to help folks, and we can't let those folks fail. We can't let them uh, get stepped on one by one, and we can't let them fail. So I encourage all of the folks here at the FC Project. She, uh, Beth put the information a little bit earlier. She put the information out on the on the chat, and if you if you do that again be before we again. well, I couldn't put it out before on you go. Somebody else was they were they were actually I was dictating and they were typing. It's uh, go to <laughs> www.dairy that's d as in dog e r r y brownfield.com, and uh, you can see us there. You can listen to us there. Uh, I would be glad to be your friend on Facebook. Just look Beth Schunneberg up or the Dairy Brownfield Show. Schoenberg's a little hard to spell. It's S-C-H-O-E-N-E-B-E-R-G. You've got to be a genius to, to spell that name out. <laughs> and 
just look us up there, and if you need to email me, that would be just wonderful. My name is Beth at BarryBrownfield.com. Scott, can I pop in for a moment? Sure. (laughs) I'd just like to say that I remember about a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago, I sent Beth an email and said, you know, I got something I think would be really good to put on your show, and I'd like to get on there. And Derry called me the next day. That's how easy it is, folks. And that's how good Beth and Derry are supporting people like us. So we need to do our part and support them, too. Thank you. You get out there and get that Common Sense newsletter, listen to the show, let other people know about it. Derry and Beth have been taking care of us. We need to take care of them, too. And I have, right thing. I have in my hands a new poster with the big picture of Derry Brownfield on his horse. Uh, it's an Arabian, and they're chasing a heifer, and the horse got a little angry at the heifer, and Derry's rearing back. He's got a cigar in his mouth, and, and the horse is getting ready to bite that heifer in the you-know-where. And I've had people asking for that for years, and I have the poster here now, and I'm you know, if you would support us with twenty dollars, I'm going to send you the poster. If you want me to sit Derry down and make him sign it, I'm asking two dollars extra because you don't know how hard that is to make that man sit down and sign something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all you guys anyway, listen about. Remember this, and, and if you're uh, real good, I'll throw in a bath picture. <laughs> okay. I'd rather have that. <laughs> Well, it's a little bit of well, is great <laughs> Well, anything that we can do to help, we sure want to because, uh, like I said, it's going to take every one of us. Uh, this And this isn't something, and we tell the instructors uh, and the folks who become members of the Apple Seed Project, too, is that this isn't going to happen overnight. We're not going to fix uh, uh, the, the problems that uh, have the rust that has attacked uh, us uh in the immediate future, that this is a uh, a marathon rather than a uh, 100-yard dash. And it's going to take a lot of folks, and it's going to take a lot of time to fix. The only, But the, the problem with that is if we don't start now, if we don't get started doing it now, then it's not going to happen at all. And, uh, and it's going to take every one of us. And it, uh, we sure appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, like Beth said, Derry's doing this... Uh, He's not. He's doing it uh, out of the goodness of his heart, and of course, for his part in being uh, responsible for the nation. So, anytime uh, any of you guys that can uh, lend a hand, uh, then uh, I know that they would be very appreciative of it. Well, I appreciate that too, and we appreciate what you guys are doing, and and I believe in it. I think you know I do, or I wouldn't be putting you on the air all the time. And uh, um, I am going to have, I think, Fred and Eel, but I know Eel for sure on the 20, let me look, let me look, I don't have Derry's calendar in here, and that's what I write it down on. I believe it is the 27th of August, and we are going to push the 9-11 shoot for the 300-man shoot, and uh, I think that's when I'm supposed to have him on, because I believe it was a Friday, and... uh, uh, I think it is. And so um, I will have him on again, and then I will have uh, KR has agreed to go on with me um, in the first part of uh, 
October, and we're going to push the Osage shoot. So anyway, and I want you to know that on, the, on my uh, newsletter that we put out new, uh, monthly, the last three months I have had your website on the front of it, with, along with some other supporters of the Dairy Brownfield Show and those that we support. So we're pushing you as, in about as many directions as I possibly can. <laughs> we appreciate it, Beth. Yeah, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks to everybody tonight in the chat room uh, who helped out with the show. Thank you so much uh, to you, Beth, for uh, coming on tonight and, uh, and giving so us the like benefit you. of your uh, good American common sense. <laughs> and, uh, Sam, so thank you. Thanks to all the people that called in. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys this uh, next Tuesday. And then 10.06 a.m. on, uh, I'm having to look back through here. You'll have to, uh, if you'll just uh, look at uh, www.dairybrownfield.com, you'll get the information for the the show there. And we ask that you please uh, support what they're doing there. Uh, it's going to take all of us together uh, to get this done, and uh, the folks there certainly uh, have been helping us, and we want to return the favor. So, well, and I hope to see all of you at a shoot sometime, eventually get to meet a bunch of you, and maybe I can get Derry out there one of these days. Well, that would be great, too. All right, well, th- Beth, Thank you very, very much. Sam, thank you. Thanks to all of the folks in the the chat room tonight, all the folks listening. And uh, we will see everybody again this next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central. Thank you all, and God bless. Blessings. Good night, everybody. Good night.